This episode is sponsored by me, Andy Hill, the host of this show. If you're looking for someone to support you on your family, wealth, and happiness journey, I'm taking on a select number of coaching clients this year. To work with me one-on-one for your family finances, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more. This is the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast with Andy Hill, session number 63. This show is dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Thank you for being here today, everybody. Happy New Year, everyone. 2018. This is a day for new beginnings, new adventures, and oh, yes, the New Year's resolution. (laughs) Over the past few years, I've been setting personal goals for myself in all areas of my life. Not necessarily New Year's resolutions per se, just personal goals. This way, I'm constantly striving to give myself and my family the best life possible. If you've been listening to the show for the last year, let me first say thank you. I really appreciate that. And secondly, you might remember that I shared three goals with you in January 2017. Not sure what date that was, but January 2017 at some point. Number one was to pay off our mortgage. Number two was to run a marathon. And number three was to increase our net worth and push toward becoming a millionaire. To hold myself accountable, here's how we did. Number one... On the mortgage side, we made the last payment on our mortgage in November of 2017, so a couple months ago, and our family is now completely debt-free. Super excited about that one. Number two, in October, so three months ago, my wife and I both crossed the finish line for the Detroit Free Press International Marathon, and... uh, I was half alive when I finished, but hey, man, I finished. (laughs) So number two, check. Number three, we increased our net worth to $700,000 by the end of the year. Since we had a net worth of negative $50,000 when we got married in 2010, seven years later, being at the space we're at right now, this is a really big deal for us. So we're, we're incredibly proud of that. I have to give a huge thank you to my wife, Nicole, for her unending patience, partnership, and support. We crushed these big milestones together. I love you, baby. Thank you. For 2018, I want to share my goals with you, and I want you, the listeners of the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast, to share your goals with me. I have a new system on the right side of marriagekidsandmoney.com that will allow you to leave a voicemail for me. It's pretty cool. So please record your name, location, and your 2018 goals, and I will feature you on the podcast this month. Let's use public proclamation to motivate us to hit our big goals for 2018. I will lead the charge by sharing my 2018 goals right now. Ora. Number one, maximize contributions in my 401k, Roth IRAs for both my wife and I and the HSA. So these are the tax-advantaged accounts. And this would be the first time we'd take advantage of all those in 2018. Number two, save 50% of our income. Now that we are mortgage-free, this is a possibility. So we're going to shoot for that in 2018. Number three, buy our first rental property. 
Nicole and I are very excited about becoming rental property landlords and business owners together in our marriage and start to develop some income, some passive income, hopefully. I mean, there'll probably be some non-passive portions of it as we're finding the house, fixing it up, working together, but eventually have it become some good passive income for our family. Number four, make $5,000 in side hustle income. So as you guys can hear right now, session 63, been working at this for about a year. I'm looking to increase the income that comes from the blog and the podcast, and I have a lot of strategies that I'm working on this year to make that happen, amongst being a father, full-time employee, husband, etc. So we'll see what I can do. I'm looking forward to it. Number five, open and fund a Roth IRA for my two kids. So you need to have, the kids need to have earned income in order to do this. Since I have a business where they have been involved as talent, we'll say, I think that I can make this happen. I'm going to meet with a CPA to make sure I do it right, but starting a Roth IRA this early for my soon-to-be six-year-old and three-year-old could make a world of difference for them when they become adults. So I'm going to try to figure that out this year. Number six, help my daughter learn a new skill. She's very interested in theater, learning how to ski, maybe even a musical instrument like piano. So I'm going to help her do that this year. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Number seven, go on a five-day family vacation funded through travel rewards. So this could be Disneyland. We've talked about doing that in May. We've also talked about going to Mexico and doing sort of an all-inclusive resort thing. And the, the trick to this goal is that we're going to do it all funded on travel rewards. I went, my wife and I went without credit cards for about five years after going through Mr. Dave Ramsey's program. And it was very helpful going through the program. But um, after we've realized that we have the discipline to use credit cards responsibly, we're going to be taking advantage of those by using the travel rewards and going on a sweet family vacation. So you got to be careful with credit cards. They, they can be very dangerous. If you have the discipline to handle them and live on a monthly budget, I say take advantage of it. It's all good. Number eight, I want to reread the five love languages and one other similar book on having a happy marriage to focus on growing the love and bond between my wife, Nicole, and I. After all, this is the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast. (laughs) So those are my eight goals, and I'm glad to share them with you guys. It's a lot more than three from last year, but hey, what are goals? If you're not challenging yourself, right? We want to have some really challenging goals. So those are my eight, and I'm looking forward to sharing the progress with you guys like I did last year over the year. And thank you for holding me accountable. So now it's your turn. Go to marriagekidsandmoney.com. Leave me a voicemail. Look on the right side of the page and you'll see it there. It says send voicemails. You just click on that little jobby and you can record right off of that page if you want to use a headset and you could use those to record your big goals there. Make sure to leave your name, the location from where you are and your big goals. So you could say like, I'm Andy from Michigan and I want to make sure I max out my 401k next year or pay off my student loans 
And I would love to hear from you. So send that information my way and I will feature your proclamation on the show. And if you don't want to hear your voice, <laughs> you could just shoot me an email at andy at marriagekidsandmoney.com and uh, we could share it. It's going to be great. It's going to be very motivating. If you have some goals for your marriage, your relationship with your kids, or just your overall future family wealth, join me. It's going to be fun. I promise. Are you looking for someone to walk alongside you on your journey to family financial independence? Well, I would love to help you achieve your goals and help your family thrive. I work with couples, individuals, and families all around the U.S. via video chat and can assist in the following areas. Becoming debt-free, growing your net worth, crafting and sticking to your budget, reviewing Coast Fire plans, developing strategies to build generational wealth for your kids, and designing your future work-optional lifestyle. Doesn't that sound nice? <laughs> if you're interested in working with me one-on-one, you can book a time with me by visiting marriagekidsandmoney.com coaching. I would love to help you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Visit marriagekidsandmoney.com coaching to learn more, or you can click the link in our show description. Speaking of reaching out to me, Chris shot me an email about a big goal that he has for 2018. That is paying off his student loans. Let's jump into the Q&Andy segment and hear from Chris. Hi, Andy. First off, I'd like to say that I'm a big fan of the podcast. I swear sometimes it's like you're spying on me and writing your podcast based on my life. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) I stumbled onto an article you wrote almost a year ago and it led me to your website, then ultimately your podcast. My question for you is, did you ever consider leveraging your 401k to clobber debt faster? I don't mean withdrawing funds from your 401k and incurring the penalty and tax hit. I mean borrowing from it and then paying it back and paying yourself the interest rather than to Navient. He's referring to the student loan organization that he's sending his his money to back to uh, back to his letter here. I did this once five or six years ago to expedite the purchase of an engagement ring. And it worked out great. All the articles I have read say, don't touch your 401k, but they're always referring to withdrawing the funds rather than taking a loan. I can take a loan out of my 401k for up to $50,000 and I can set the repayment length to whatever monthly payment I can afford. I want to take this 50,000 bucks and pay off my loans in one gratifying check and then use the money I was paying towards my student loan principal and interest, which was about 2K per month to repay my 401k. I know there's some risk to this. If I lose my job, I would need to repay that debt immediately, but the probability of that is very low. My goal is to finish paying off my loans by 2019, 10 years after graduating college, And I'm on pace to do that with either method. But I think the 401k loan would save me a ton of money over just repaying the lender. This technique could be done with a HELOC too, home equity line of credit, everybody. But I think that is much more dangerous. I think it would be awesome to hear about the pros and cons. If not, I would just love to hear your thoughts on the matter. I'm a huge fan. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, Chris. I really appreciate the kind letter, man. I'm so glad to hear that you've been enjoying the blog and the podcast. As far as taking a 401k loan, I am not an expert. I am not a financial professional. My thoughts 
that I will be sharing with you shortly are for entertainment purposes only. I'm just a dude that is trying to figure all this out just like you. But from what I've read, learned, and personally investigated, I found too many red flags for myself to uh, take out the 401k loan. I was actually looking into this earlier this year for investing in a rental property, the first one that Nicole and I would have done. And here's why I didn't want to go for it. Number one, potential job loss. I'm not sure how it would work with your employer, but with mine, as I was investigating it, I would have to pay back all of the loan money within 30 to 90 days. If I lost my job, if I took a new one or left the company for any other reason, I was reading on Reddit as I was kind of searching around just like you are, man, to find out if this is a good idea, a bad idea, because I had read from some gurus that, uh, it's a, it's something to consider. And I found this, um, this post from an HR manager who describes some tough situations that they've experienced when employees 401k loans came due unexpectedly. Uh, This person said, as someone who worked in HR slash benefits for many years, the main reason I always see and advise against them is that no job is stable and it's not just laying off or firing that makes the loan come due. What if you get an amazing opportunity somewhere else and quit? That loan is still due. I've had people crying on the phone because they didn't understand the terms. So that's somebody who's been in a real situation at a company when a lot of these things go down. And for me, I'm just, a, I'm a really conservative guy, Chris. So for me, uh, it, it's, it just doesn't seem the doesn't seem worth it. You can protect yourself from this situation by saving up enough liquid cash for that emergency. So if you did get laid off, and you had that $50,000 in the bank, you could just immediately pay back the loan. But if you did that, you might as well just use that cash to pay off the student loan, right? (laughs) Uh, So that's number one. The number one reason I didn't go for it, the potential job loss. The second reason was losing out on those crucial retirement returns. During that borrowing period, my 401k account would have been just completely depleted. I only have like a hundred thousand bucks in my 401k account right now. So if I took 50,000 out to buy my first rental property, the power of compound interest would not be so powerful anymore. (laughs) And you know, since I'm in my mid thirties, I have to take advantage of the time that I have until quote unquote retirement 59 and a half So that's another reason that uh, we decided not to go for it. And the third reason, and this is particular in my case, if we took out a 401k loan, the principal and interest that we'd pay back would be after-tax money. So this means that when we withdraw from our 401k at retirement, we would be taxed again on that principal and interest. So that's double taxation. So that'd be two points for Uncle Sam and zero points for our family. So that was that was sort of strike three for us. Now, this wouldn't be exactly the same in your situation, given that your student loan payments are essentially after-tax money as well. But this is a reason for people to consider when thinking about taking 401k loans. So those were the three reasons that we didn't go for it. Now, you, you got to do what you got to do, Chris, uh, your, your, your personal situation. It sounds like you've got a, a very secure job 
And if you felt good with it, then, hey, man, you got to do what you got to do. For me, I'm a conservative fella. And uh, the risk of the potential job loss or just like the HR manager said, if, if you want to go somewhere else, do something different. Let's say all of a sudden you get a, a new supervisor and they're kind of a a-hole. Like, do you want to keep dealing with that? <laughs> and you got another opportunity at the same time? Who knows, right? Um, so the the risk of the job loss or moving or and the, and the loss of returns uh, for long-term retirement growth just didn't seem worth it to me. So that's me. You got to do what you got to do. Um, instead, maybe we could talk about some other ways to increase your income in 2018 that could help you eliminate that 50K without having to borrow from your 401k. So I want to just throw out a few questions that maybe you could consider or situations that uh, might work for you and see if this helps you. So I'm going to throw out a couple questions here. So for your for your full-time job that you're working at, it sounds like you're you're in a very stable situation. Do you deserve a raise? Is it time for you to maybe ask for one? So that's something to consider. Um, maybe looking at a side hustle that you or your wife could pick up and earn some extra cash. Do you have any things laying around the house that you could sell on Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist? For me, it's it's amazing when we walk around our house just the things that, um, accumulate that actually have some value. Like for example, I had, I I got as a gift, the game of Thrones book series, I think maybe a year or two ago. And I cracked through the first one, very entertaining, but man, those are heavy beasts. They're 900 pages, 900 page books. And, um, I put the, the other five or the other four books of the series just in my drawer and it's just been sitting there for a while. So my wife and I were doing some cleaning. We did the big purge last week, uh, right around Christmas time. And I'm like, I could probably get some money for these. So I put it on Facebook marketplace for 25 bucks. Cause I looked on Amazon. They were like 35 bucks. I'm like, I'll oh, see what, see what happens. Somebody contacts me in two hours and says, I'll come pick them up in, in, in a little bit. So I got 25 bucks for just some books. They're sitting in my drawer. So times that by, I don't know, 50 of the amount of things that might just be laying around your house that might have some value and the things that don't have value, give them away and make somebody else's day. But anyway, long rant there. So do you have things around your house that you could sell? Uh, Facebook marketplace is great. Craigslist eBay. I found that has just been hosing me lately with the fees, the 10% for eBay. And then you got to pay PayPal their slice and then you got to package it up and then you got to take it to the post office, blah, 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 blah. I like the local selling. Uh, I'm going to do a lot more of that lately. So let's see what else. Um, do you and your wife have some skills that you could, you know, offer, uh, to people, uh, in, in, you know, exchange for some, some money on the side, things that maybe you really enjoy, you know, hobbies that you have that could actually net you some money. So for example, my, my wife just started offering organizing services on Facebook and, She's received a ton of interest lately. She's got a bunch of calls. She's trying to figure out how she can schedule it early next year, but she's really seeing this as a, as you know, a viable side hustle for her. So I'm excited about that for her. So if you're crafty or you've got some skills, you know, if you're crafty, maybe something like Etsy, people make a ton of money on Etsy. So anyway, th- these are just some ideas to think about to increase your income. And then the other side of the coin is always reducing expenses. That's never fun to talk about, but Hey, is it possible? Some, sometimes people are making some good money and uh, 
you know, because we make good money, we feel like we can, we can spend it easily. But if you look back and you really want to make some, you know, major change, uh, major impact on these student loans, um, some, some things you can look at. So have you looked at refinancing your student loans? Uh, student loan hero has been an option that I've uh, looked at recently that they can pair a lot of different, um, providers and giving you an option to refinance your loans. And just to let you know, they're going to be my first podcast sponsor starting next week. I'm so excited about that. A uh, little sidebar there. Sorry. Uh, let's see what else you could cut your cable. Uh, we did that a couple years ago and we really don't miss it. You get an HD antenna and you still get all the local channels. You can still watch, um, you know, sports if you're interested in that. And we still have our Netflix subscription. So that's a good way to save money. Negotiating some of your bills like the cell phone bill or the cable bill, if you want to keep it, uh, they are all negotiable groceries is another area to consider. Nicole and I did some major work on our groceries earlier in 2017, and we saved about 4,000 bucks with the changes we made. Uh, we started going to Aldi and we started shopping, um, weekly instead of when we wanted to, and we started working with lists. So there's, there's ways to cut back without really cutting the fun. So, so those are just some of the things you can consider. And the the point of me throwing out all these questions and suggestions is that I truly believe there are better options than the 401k loan. Are they harder, a lot more work? Definitely, definitely. But I'd hate to see you get stuck in a tough situation with the 401k if you lost your job or wanted to, wanted to do something new. I hope this helps, Chris. It's time to announce the Money Master of the Week. Sonia from Maryland touched base with me to share an incredible story of courage, perseverance, and true partnership in her marriage. She said, My husband and I had a financial win this year. My husband previously had cancer. It turns out the medication he was taking was the cause of the cancer. We ended up in a class action case and received a settlement this year. We used the settlement to pay off our credit card, car loan, home equity line of credit, and two other loans. We only have mortgages for our home and our rental properties to pay. Sonia, what a personal and positive story to share. Thank you. It's so sad to hear that a medication that was meant to help your husband's health was actually doing so much harm. I, I can't even believe that. When I, when I read this the first time, it kind of blew my mind. I'm incredibly inspired by your use of that settlement money too, <laughs> clearing up all of your debts outside of your mortgages and starting 2018 off consumer debt-free. Congratulations. I was sure to ask Sonia about her husband's health today as well. After two surgeries and chemotherapy, Sonia's husband is cancer-free. Incredible. <laughs> With the lawsuit and the cancer behind them, their future really looks bright. You can learn more about Sonia and her corporate financial training business at financiallyfierce.com. Sonia, congratulations for being our Money Master of the Week. If you missed some of the resources and links mentioned in today's show, I've got you covered. Go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash session 63 to access them in the show notes. Before we go today, I wanted to let you all know that I have a new resource coming out this month 
called the Young Family Wealth Playbook. This seven-step guide has been developed from all the knowledge I've ascertained from the 50-plus personal finance experts that I've spoken to over the last year and a half on this show. If you want to be the first to receive this free guide, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash join. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash join. This guide is meant to help you truly win for your family in 2018. In the spirit of growth and inspiration, I'm going to end the show with a quote today from Mark Twain. The secret of getting ahead is getting started. The secret to getting started is breaking your complex, overwhelming tasks into small, manageable tasks, and then starting on the first one. Let's get started, everyone. Carpe diem. 